expected the Rocky Mountains to be a little rockier than this. I was thinking the same thing. That John Denver's full of shit, man. The Ravens killed Cyrus. The Ravens killed Cyrus. What's up? We are back again. It's the Malcolm Go podcast on December the 14th, 2016. With me is Vince, my go-to right-hand man. Uh, back again to talk some Patriots-Ravens. Excited to be here. Yeah, no, you look good. You look like you're uh, getting back off your injury. Moving around, moving around. You're killing it. A uh, jogging. Bird dogging. Almost, we almost had a, a catastrophe here in Malcolm Go Studios. I almost lost my prep sheet, but turns out, uh, you know, I had it locked on Google Drive. Google's a marvelous company and saved the Malcolm Go podcast for all our 150 listeners. Marvelous, marvelous. Unless I you're, say 150. unless you're the Harvard soccer team, then it's it's not good. Those Google Docs will really get you in trouble there. What do they do? Say something about nappy-headed hoes. You didn't hear about that. I don't know. They the do. Whole t- their whole team got suspended for the year because uh, they were they had a ranking system of the female soccer team every Ugh. year. It was a tradition. Were they all zeros. A, a time, <laughs> it was pretty much Harvard girls zero a time, zero a time honored tradition. Chan um, Tran zero. Sing Ming Sing zero. Yeah, they were each assigned a sexual position based on their looks. Ugh. All of them, pillow over face. Yeah, pillow over face. It's all right. So they're just spending more time at the Fly Club, and they're doing they're doing all right. They're, exactly. they're going to be all right. The, it was some all man club, skull and bones Harvard version, yeah, fucking bitches much. with like a eyes wide shut um, type scenario. Yeah, they're always wearing tuxes there. I see pictures because I, I know. Of course they are. They're all wearing. T- they're all from old money. They all yeah. ro- they're all Kennedys and Rockefellers. Um, I appreciate old money though. Yeah, who doesn't? I'd love to have old money have zero money instead <laughs> like i have um so anyway i'd like to start off with the five things i'd rather see happen than see number 24 trot out for another punt return number one i kill myself number two i kill everyone in my house and then kill myself number three an italian american only aids epidemic is started and spread by cheek kissing number four <laughs> i rent my extra bedroom and pressure cooker to syrian refugees <laughs> and number five, I trot my f- two-year-old son out there to return puns from now on. Let's face it, that what he's—you can't bring Cyrus Jones onto the field to receive a punt anymore or kick off anything. I can't stand it anymore. I lost my fucking shit when it was, you know, the one that he ran away from earlier. I was like, what is he doing? It's like he doesn't know the rules. And uh, I kind of laughed about it and joked, and I was happy because we were winning by twenty. And then he boots the one, and the fucking, I'm like, what on fucking God's green earth? You know somebody coached him up on the sidelines. is like, you can't run next to the ball when the ball hits the ground. It's a fumble if it hits your dumb Nike. Peewees know that. But Anyone the look on The look on his face, I think he would completely agree with you at this point. Yeah, he's it's like, like, I stink. Like, yeah, don't <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. This is, it's like somebody, re- it's like a... I don't know, like the Monstars, like happened, like like Space Jam, 
there was monsters came in. They saw Cyrus Jones' punt return talent and stole it. And he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing out there. He just looks at the ball. He's like, I got to catch that. No, there's no chance. I catch that. Just run away. From now on, all you do is you send Julian Elliman out there and you fair catch everything. I don't care if you've got 60 yards of running room. Fair catch it. Fair catch it. Every single time. Because, uh, because we had a big lead at the time and I, I looked at his face, I actually felt bad, bad for him. And then... Slater gives it up, and I instantly wanted to kill Cyrus Jones. Which is the reason him. Matt Slater's returning that kick is because Cyrus Jones can't. Yeah. So they were like, Matt, at all, by all means, you are the only person that runs this ball out. Okay? So they kick it to him. He fumbles. So it's fucking... <laughs> Pat, they, Patrick Chung, give it a shot. Yeah, exactly. You can fucking catch it. Um, so anyway, they, uh, they put up a stat after the game where he's got five fumbles... On fourteen, on seventeen punt returns for like a twenty-one point seven percent fumble clip, uh, and this for the all-time greatest kick returner, punt returner in college football history. He was drafted because the Patriots. You know, I guess he was he was uh, jumbled amongst a bunch of other guys, right? Like five or six other guys that they wanted to draft. So they saw Cyrus Jones, and they were like. The thing that gave him the leg up was his special teams contributions, that he could return kicks and was really good at it. So they drafted him based on that. Now, he's actually been a way better cornerback than, you know, I mean, I guess anybody would be a better cornerback than he is a punt returner. So (laughs) you literally could be a fucking hamster and be better than him at punt returning at this point because you you could get smushed on the field and have a better uh, scenario because it's – Literally, your only job at the end of the down is to possess the football. That's it. Nothing else. You don't have to score a touchdown. Catch it. You score a touchdown, great. You gain one yard, great. If you catch it, you win. That's it. I can't stand it anymore. You can't. There's no more time to learn. And freelancing gives uh, our boy a ticket out of town. And this guy... Uh, I just don't know why he's doing the fucking soft shoe cabaret dance next to the football. You know the rules. What are you doing? The ball hits no. the ground. Run away. Full panic mode. I don't That's care if you're a, fucking 30... 30 sta- you should be 30 rows in the stands. There's no reason you should be fucking tap-tap-tap dancing around the ball. He was, he was in full panic mode. <laughs> just I, but why? You know what you're doing. That, that literally is the NFL lights. This is a guy where the NFL lights are way too big for you. Yeah, I don't know if it's that. It's just... It's so in his head right now, and that's what I said. Once the ball was a little off, like it wasn't in his hands and it was bouncing around, he just like froze up. Yeah. Well, it's official. I'm way over the panic button on Cyrus Jones. He's on the over the cliff button. I got nothing left for him. I'm fucking done with him. If he goes back there again, I'll I will start head coaching the team. The only thing I want to see... I'll check and be my assistant. What he should be doing is returning uh, the sheets of paper that Bill is using since he dropped the tablets. Just running back and forth, giving Bill the new look the, the 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 of the defense. And the new Xeroxes. I, it's just it's beyond me. I mean, he actually played pretty good as a corner, except for the one blown, easy uh, fly route to Brashad Perryman, who doesn't even, know, doesn't even look like he knows what he's doing in the NFL. I mean, he just ran straight and Flacco hit him, but... I mean, if it wasn't for his cornerback play, I'd say he's got to be inactive for the rest of the season. But at this point, with Eric Rowe hurt, if Eric Rowe comes back healthy this week, you're not going to see Cyrus Jones unless there's another injury. I, I'm saying it right now. There's no more time 
to fucking uh, sit down and wait and hope he can get it. All the games from here on out are important, with the exception of maybe week 17 if you clinch the one seed. Well, he sleeps with the fishes. That's it. Cyrus Jones sleep with the fishes. I think we, I think the we Ravens put, killed Cyrus. Yeah, I think we can put this to put this to bed and just we're done with him. There's uh, a lot of tweets going around that he conspiracy theories because he's from Baltimore and had uh, a lot of videos saying that he was the uh, a, a huge diehard Baltimore Ravens fan that he might have been a double agent. Well, I mean, my 50 followers on Twitter uh, saw saw my double agent post, but I said he was working for Goodell. He's not working for Goodell. He's working for the Baltimore Ravens. Him and Harbo. You're going to be second string all your life, boy! Um, so anyway, Baltimore, that's our true rival, I think, now. that What an atmosphere at that game. Uh, finally, a good fucking, a good, just fired up playoff atmosphere for Patriots football. Night game. Under the lights, fucking cold, everyone's fired up, everybody wants to kill the other team, no bullshit, you're a little nervous going into it because it's, bur- it's that fucking purple coming over here, and you know what they've done in the past, and then you got Brady coming out like fucking head on fire, fired up, firing at the crowd, yelling at, each- at every fucking guy in the stands, Randy Moss is on the sidelines, all fired up. Uh, it's it just looked, another it level. looked like the crowd was going, although I did hear, t- uh, I've heard tell that um, there was a, a room, a theory that the comeback was all because um, Patriots noticed 204 wasn't as loud. 204 was not lit because 204 was at home because it's impossible to get to uh, Foxborough on a weekday. It's just unless I, you take the entire day off. Yeah, I was sitting there and it was like the second quarter, and I'm like. God, I'm 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 actually the first I'm time happy. I've ever said I'm happy I'm not there. I've done it a million they, times. They showed a picture of the parking lot, and I'm just, like during the game, and I'm just like, oh, imagine <laughs> all those fuckers that have to get out of there. The worst part was I was so fired up from the game that you know what did it end at like 11:45? I still oh, no, it ended. It was midnight. Like, oh, was it was at midnight. <laughs> so midnight. So you're in that stadium. You don't leave minimum. You don't leave for an hour after the game because there's, you're not going anywhere. So if you got in the car before an hour after the game, you're sitting in traffic anyway. So you might as well just sit there and pound a few beers before you drive home and kill a, a child, right? Yeah. So you sit there. You wait for an hour. You leave. Then we got about – you still hit traffic. So you still got 45 minutes to an hour and 15 on a good day to get back to Saugus. So you're home earliest, 2.30, on a, uh, on a night game. So, fuck that, right? So I was sitting there, and I, was st- I still was laying in my bed tweeting and looking at all the fucking, uh, making sure nobody's injured. I go through all the tweets of everybody, like, and uh, see what people see during the game. You know, you go through everyone's uh, just thoughts on the game and, uh, you know, listen to the press conferences. And I'm sitting in bed, and I realize it's 1.30. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the whole reason I, did, I sold the tickets is so I didn't have to stay up this late. I fucking well, never. You're, you're wired after the game, especially because they made it interesting. You know? I, I hated that. I was so oh, jacked yeah, up. I, uh, yeah, obviously. I've been yelling and screaming and fucking punching the table and yelling at people. Impose your will. Be the Patriots. Be a fucking bully for once. Be the bully. I'm sick of being the uh, having Baltimore come in here and say they, you know, try and push us around and bully us. And the Patriots were doing it. They were imposing their will. They were aggressive. They were the aggressors. They were pushing Baltimore around, and I thought, frankly, embarrassed them on both def- on on the uh, in the line of scrimmage, offensive line and defensive line. Their defensive uh, front seven, which is 
you know, the top run defense in the league was getting blown off the ball. Uh, our pulling guards were embarrassing them, blowing them out of there, getting to the second level. Garrett Blunt was crushing people. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, it, it, there's no doubt in my mind that if Cyrus Jones does not do that, Patriots by 100. Yeah, 100. I know. I was Same thing I was thinking was that the Patriots had the uh, – it was what? At that point, it was 21 to 3. Yeah. So And that's why I woke up so – They I, score. I, they, they were going to – first of all, the Brady interception – Terrible Brady decision. Never makes that decision. Guess he's no. trying to throw it out of the end zone. Didn't get enough on it. That's what he uh, said. But that right there is 23 nothing, right? That would have made it 23 nothing that if that was a touchdown. Or at, at a minimum, it's 19 nothing. So the Falcons are I'm Falcons. The Ravens are already basically fading away at that point. So even if it's 23-3, you get the ball, you score 30 to 3. Baltimore is done. They're, they're not playing they're, anymore, right? They're fucking gonna they're gonna trot out uh, Ryan Mallett to throw bombs for the rest of the game, and you win fucking thirty-seven to nine or whatever. Uh, this made it into a fucking game in which, if this was in Baltimore, they probably would have lost. I mean, the fucking uh, if it wasn't yeah, the it fact got, that it got real tight. I mean, it got tight there for a second. I mean, they go three and out. Other than Brady throwing that. Oh, that was beautiful. The beautiful bomb to Chris Hogan to save the game. Yeah, but honestly, I mean the. That doesn't happen. We could have easily gone three and out. Three and, and out then, again. And they were scoring if that was, that happened because the defense was getting tired. Flacco was doing his fucking Jeter uh, fist pump, you know, when he fucking uh, does a semicircle with his arm. Like, it's like a Tiger Woods, Derek Jeter fist pump that has driven me crazy for years. Yeah. I, I really don't even hate footsteps. Like, That's he's terrible. Just, That's he, a terrible decision by you. I don't, I don't I know just, who you root for anymore. He's so irrelevant to me. He's just like... It's the defense that I hate. and I, He's a fag! I, I loved seeing uh, stupid Terrell Suggs getting taken oh, out. Those fucking and, horse gums. They should have oh. fucking brought a tent out and put a shotgun in his head, just like they, they do with fucking Secretariat. Uh, he is done. Finished. There's People nothing left have him. have to tune in to Monday Night Football and have a close-up of Terrell Suggs' gums at Mongoloid. He's an awful person. Awful person. He's awful. He's a fucking... He, look, no, should, nobody should forget. I'm a mumbling, stuttering. Hold on. You know you're a fucking mumbling, stuttering little fuck. You know that? So anyway, uh, I was there about him, and nobody wants to remember. Everyone seems to think, because he makes fun of Tom Brady, he's a great guy. He poured bleach on his pregnant wife. Yeah, and yeah, that's why I'm calling him a mongoloid. I, I don't want to... He's an animal. I just, disclaimer. He's, a, he's an absolute animal. The fact that he's still in the league is it's just unbelievable. He's a, he's a decent player. He, he's probably going to the Hall of Fame because they just everyone cherishes stats for sacks now. So yeah. if you sack the quarterback a hundred times, you're probably going to go in the NFL, in the uh, NFL Hall of Fame. But he, he's never been more than a fucking glorified uh, sack master. He's never a run defender. Fucking, I mean, did he win Defensive Player of the Year one time? He might have. Fuck him. He was only he was. Look, he was left single covered, uh, single blocked a ton because of Ray Lewis, and uh, they had a ton of other pass rushers on that team that made a ton of money because of him. Um, T sizzle, fuck off. T sizzle, all right. T sizzle. T fucking bleaches wife's face because she was probably fucking miss miss uh, cooked the roast. He's a piece of shit. Well, and he got at Tom once, and uh, yeah. they they're like, oh, he. Terrell Suggs introduces himself to Tom Brady again, reacquainting. He's like, they've seen a yeah, lot I of each other. I saw his stats at and the end of the he, game. Then he absolutely disappeared. Yeah, I saw his stats at the end of the game. One tackle, zero yeah. other items. 
He's fucking finished. Just go away. Nobody wants to hear from you anymore. <laughs> he said, no, you're going to tell me something today, tough guy. I said, all right, I'll tell you something. Go fuck your mother. <laughs> I don't know why. I Bing. just wanted to play that. Bing, uh, what are you still doing Bing, here? Bing, what are you still doing here? Terrell Suggs, I thought I told you to go fuck your mother. Uh, did, did, by the way, did you see that, uh, that Steve Smith thing I retweeted today? I didn't. The Malcolm Go Pod uh, retweeted Brady Disciple today. It was a, uh, somebody took a video of Steve Smith. They were shitting on Steve Smith, and he came over and goes, how about I'd let all your mothers suck my dick? <laughs> he says it to the Patriots fans, and he walks away. He's pissed. And I was like, first of all, I'm terrified of Steve Smith. Second of all, this is hilarious, because the guy, the guy taking the video was yelling at him. He was like, oh, Steve, you can't do that. Steve. Dude, that, guy, so plays, fucking that funny. guy plays with a lot of intensity. That guy's got so much. I, if he... Honestly, I, I don't know if his contract's up with the Ravens, but if he could somehow get on the Patriots, I would just love to watch yeah. him play. I, I don't. I I think he has some deep seated hatred hatred for the Patriots. He hates though. them. Yeah. I mean, well, he he still he he still harbors ill will since uh since the Super Bowl he was on Carolina. Yeah. He's still bullshit about that. But he's that was so funny. How about I let all your mothers suck my <laughs> dick? <laughs> all right. All right. He's, Steve, had relax. Some, he's had a few really good hot takes over the years. He's a fucking loony bin, fucking type guy. Um. Anyway, so this game, like we said, should have been a fucking thirty-point win. They had um, the defense. Uh, this is uh, one thing that annoys me: is the defense would have went to number one yeah. in fucking total defense uh, points scored against all this shit, all the things that matter. Points scored against that would have been number one. But you know they gave up fourteen points off of uh off of those bullshit turnovers, and um, the defense gave up nine points and scored two of their own. I mean, they would have been the number one defense. Everyone would have been fucking talking about that the next day, rather than oh, they gave up. You know, they played. They played so good, and it was lights wasn't, out. It, it wasn't the bend don't break defense. No, they were aggressive, they imposing were... their will. Like I said on the Malcolm Go podcast, Kill I want all. a fucking T-shirt made up. Somebody out there that makes T-shirts, make an impose your will T-shirt. Be the bully on the backside. Be the fucking bully. Kill them all. Yeah, exactly. I want people fucking afraid to come to Gillette again. Especially the Ravens. I want everyone afraid to be a Gillette. I found myself fired up on D, which is like over the past years. I've kind of I'm 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 always standing. Stand on D. You especially, have to stand on D, especially, especially in a division game. Yeah, that wasn't a division game, but it's a, it's a rivalry game. Yeah, but so I generally stand on D, but it's always in the back of my mind. I'm just like, well, please hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> and to your to, life. I mean, I I, I knew we were gonna. We, we're going to hurt somebody. We're going to hit yeah. somebody hard. Somebody was going to get Somebody's whacked. Somebody's going to get punched in the mouth. I, I mean, it. the teams, they were being a bully. There was a great video caught on the uh, All-22. I mean, they scored a touchdown on it, so it wasn't as it was still annoying. But, um, you know, Steve Smith was running. They were stacked to the right, three receivers, I believe, stacked to the right. And uh, Steve Smith looks like he's going out. I don't know if he misstepped or whatever, but... Malcolm Butler got into his shoulder pad and fucking oh, drove him into the offensive line and over it. He's on. He ends up on his back rolling around. And Steve Smith don't take that shit. I mean, they got they got into a battle, but Malcolm Butler put him fucking five yards in the backfield. It was Malcolm. That, I love, love that. Love that. Had a scary, scary, a fighter. scary moment with Malcolm. Oh. I was I was very worried. It's amazing. Uh, I said it about Malcolm Mitchell. Malcolm Butler's already been. The, in the fucking my level, my highest pantheon of uh, me being a fan of you is if I yell at the TV or if I yell at the stadium to get down because we can't <laughs> afford to hurt for you to be hurt. And Malcolm Butler has been in it since last year. Please don't be hurt. Please don't be yeah. hurt. And now Malcolm Mitchell has elevated to the please don't get hurt, run out of bounds, uh, 
Tony Loconti standard of fandom. Yeah. So I'm that big of a fan of now Malcolm Mitchell. He looks fantastic. He's I a mean, fucking steal at a fourth round pick. I yeah. mean, he the weapons right now. I mean, we just weapons we, with a Z. Yeah. I, um, let's see. Jules was a little off. Yeah. Yeah. I, the thing about Julian, I, I said it a Thomas lot. Thomas let him hear about it. Yeah, he did. He got into him a bit. But the thing about Julian is, he had a couple mental mistakes, but not many. But the drops kill you. But when I said the same thing about Wes, Wes always had drops. Edelman always has drops. When you fucking fire it at him at 100 miles an hour, 16, 17 times a game. Yeah. I mean, what are the odds you're going to catch every single one? Yeah. Especially when you weren't a a wide receiver your entire life. Yeah. And he's just so bankable that we're like, oh, yeah, he he doesn't. I mean, he he made some great plays. If it hits him in the hands, he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to let Tom down. No, he doesn't. (laughs) He's why I saw him on the sidelines and I was mouthing what he was was trying to read his lips, what he was saying to Tom because Tom was so mad at him, threw his helmet and then threw a Dixie cup on the sidelines. Then Edelman came back to apologize to him. See, I saw. I thought he got uh, bumped. I thought he got bumped, and it threw him like in the end zone. I yeah. don't know. No, it was, I don't think it was a. I don't think it was a penalty or anything. But I didn't. I, I was surprised Tom was that mad at him. Yeah, well, Let him play. Let the boys play. I don't know. I thought that that was a weird thing by Brady. Brady said keep going forward, and Edelman stopped running. But he was going to the open area away from the corner, and there was no safety. So I don't know what he was seeing. But Brady said he was just like a buildup because, uh, you know, he wants to start fast and that there were some drops and it wasn't directed at Julian. It was just like when he yells at everyone. Yeah. He's just getting fired yeah. Up. I mean, the Patriots were the Patriots. But they made uncharacteristic mistakes. Um, you know, I'd love to see this offense, just this team play the full, you know, offense, defense, special teams play a full 60 minutes mistake free. What would this game look like? If you won the turnover battle, I mean, once they barely ever win the turnover battle anymore. I mean, they're getting turnovers on defense, but they're turning the ball over on special teams constantly. Yeah, that's a pretty tall order you're asking for, though. <laughs> I know. I, I, I understand. Want them to play the I perfect. demand perfection here on the Malcolm Go podcast. That's what it's come to in New England. Like, I woke up sad Tuesday morning. Like I'm like, ah, just we could have we could have been so much better. It could have been so much better. I don't know. A little uh, spoiled. I also want to go jump back real quick to um, shout out. He's a listener of the program. Shout out. Uh, Kyle Van Oy. Oh, Kyle. Biggest, one of the biggest plays of the game. I mean, He's jumped, a baller. Up, jumped up in the air. Knocked the ball knocked down. Knocked the ball down. Huge play. Huge play because they had momentum there. So uh, I'm loving Kyle. Loved it. Loved it. Kyle, shout out. Uh, Kyle and Shay McClellan, who I, I, I'll be one to admit. That I've had the biggest four week turnaround on Shea McClellan. I saw your I'm a Shea super fan at this point. I almost, I was four weeks ago, I was ready to go uh, full on Celtic pride and uh, take him and just <laughs> hide him in my basement until the Super Bowl uh, because I was not ready to let him play anymore. I hated his guts. But ever since they moved him and Kyle Van Noy on the, into the inside and just kind of let Hightower roam over there, they've been fucking dominant on defense. And uh, M- McClellan, who knew that white man can jump, can jump like that? He fucking got over everybody, pulled a full Jamie Collins. Uh, nobody even saw it coming. It was unbelievable. I mean, last two weeks especially, he's like... He's been balling out. I'd love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Niggas is wildin'! Nah, I just like to play that clip. For no reason, I just play clips now. But I was very, very happy with Shea. Um, 
I was happy how the offense moved the ball on the number one defense. Saying that in quotes, I don't think that that's a number one defense. Laugh- I mean, they laughable. I, think I don't know who they've played, but that's not a number one defense. I think Seattle's better than them. Seattle's defense was better than that until they lost Earl Thomas, and oh, then yeah. fuck it, now they kind of suck. So maybe uh, I don't even know who has a better defense at this point, but. I mean, if the Patriots can trot out three receivers Denver, and a tight end, Denver. Yeah, we'll see this weekend. Probably Denver. I mean, they got they have the weapons to, uh, on in the secondary to shut us down. Certainly. I mean, it's going to be tough with Roby, uh, Harris, Talib, Ward, all those fucking guys. Stewart playing, uh, you know, in the secondary to 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 be able to stop, you know, to get run through there with the fucking the weapons we have now. I mean, there's no Gronk who dominates Denver. You got guys that are, you know, I mean, they're so multiple. I mean, they changed up all their positions constantly. Brady just directs the offense so well um, to make mishap, uh, mismatches happen. You know, he, he'll he'll move Chris Hogan in so that Edelman gets a uh, better matchup and yeah, we got do another, the same way. We got another rookie quarterback. I mean, yeah, I'm not worried about I'm not worried about their offense. No, I know, but that, and that's but. That that plays a factor on the D because uh, obviously they're going to be, they should be out there more and they should be more tired. I'd love to see a defense get a fucking uh, defense get a, a, a touchdown or a score this year. Sometime ho- this would be a perfect time because Denver cannot run the ball, and they're fucking gonna if they're gonna drop Simeon back fifty one times like he did last week, the Patriots are gonna fucking kill them. I mean, they're just gonna um, they're gonna do what they did this week, which was rush four, confuse the shit out of them, give them Jared Goff treatment, right? Rush four from all different areas. They were dropping back Chris Long in coverage like ninety percent of the game. Yeah, that was uh, that was strange. I've never strange. seen Patricia Chris was. Long. I've never seen him drop back. I, he's, I don't think he ever has. Yeah. Patricia was like, okay, you drop back into the. Uh, so Chris Long was dropping back in the flat, like he did a good. He job, He did like sixty percent of the game, yeah. and then you know he rushed game. the other forty. So they were rushing four, but there was always a different four that were coming. It wasn't always the same four in front. Sometimes a corner would come. Sometimes a linebacker would come. And then, you know, the defensive tackle would drop back into the uh, middle of the field. Something crazy. I mean, Patricia was rocket science and up people. It was crazy. Um, It's just going to be confusing. They're going to confuse the shit out of Simeon this week. Um, So I'm not worried about their offense so much. I just scoring on their defense could be tough. But they haven't been playing well as of late. Um, they got fucking beat up pretty good by fucking Tennessee uh, yeah. last week. Tennessee's I mean, it's a tough team. Oakland scored on them a lot. Kansas City scored on them a lot. Yeah, see, that's a tough. They, that's a tough run of teams they play. Yeah. And then they to to close out, they play Kansas City, Oakland, Oakland and the Patriots. That's oh, that is that's brutal. the gauntlet. The three best AFC yeah, teams. That is, that is brutal. So, uh, so what? I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs. No, they're not going to make the playoffs. I mean, I think the Patriots. If the Patriots beat them. They win the AFC East and eliminate Denver. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they don't have to win. Patriots don't have to beat Denver to be the number one seed and win the AFC East. They just have to win one more game to win the AFC East, and they have to um, basically, you know, they have to outplay Kansas City and Oakland down the stretch, but they still have to play each other. So, yeah. well, it's good to be on lining good, up. Good to be on top of the AFC East. Everything's know. coming up Patriots right now. I want to say. Um, you know, there was a lot of good defenders in that game. I was I was very uh, happy to see because everyone was nervous about the defense. They haven't played anybody. The one time they played an elite quarterback, they got torched, which was true. 
up until the point, but I knew that the defense was was uh, kind of melding together there and making themselves, you know, a cohesive unit playing as one, not secondary playing a great game, not linebacker playing a good game. It was the whole unit all playing together, and they were shutting down Flacco, who was a good quarterback. He's a fucking he's a hail Flacco. You know, he fucking steps back seven seven steps and just throws bombs all the time. And he did it a bunch of times against us, but it didn't. Mike Wallace fucked him a couple times. Dropped one. Oh, yeah. Let one go through his arms. Wallace McCourty scored it. They, they had a few big drops. Cause... A couple big drops, yeah. Well, I think they were all Wallace, though. He dropped one that hit him in the chest, and then he let one go through his arms into McCourty's chest. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. I remember there were a couple. Of, uh... Perriman got hit in like the back, and, did, and like, he had no one in front of him, and he had no idea the ball was coming to him and hit him in like, the fucking side of the helmet. Yeah, um, what's what's his name on the um, donkey? He is. They, they threw it, threw a few short passes, um, and they had running room on the outside. You just dump, d- just dump offs. And yeah, just looked up field, dropped the ball. Oh right. And they, those were like third and four, third and five situations, and I mean that. Just That's what kills, kills you in a, on a road game. I mean they that fucking running back they got from Louisiana Tech. Dixon, yeah, yeah, he fucking he is a is bull. A, oh my, what a God. bull! He had Chris Long, like Chris Long, smashed him with a hit upright, yeah. and then Kenneth Dixon like just uh, chugged his legs and dragged him like six yards out of the uh, into you know out of bounds. It was crazy. Yeah, like, they. Uh, I saw a thing where it was zoomed in on Chris Long, and he was like, "What the fuck? What a like, fucking holy what wrecking that's not ball!" Supposed to happen. I know. Serious and fucking long hit him hard. Yeah, too. hit him real it was, hard. It was unbelievable. Now I was um, they go Patriots also got a, a couple uh bad breaks. I mean that Trey Flowers play where he clearly ripped the ball out of Joe Flacco's hands and uh, Ed Hockley called it. What do you call it? Uh, forward motion was stopped by uh, the quarterback, which complete garbage. Hockley had a not so great. Day. And he likes to over-explain things too, which as, leaves, as always, he was litigating. Yeah, leaves them open to uh, interpretation. So you just sit there and you're like, "Wrong, that's wrong, that's yeah. not a rule." And then you fucking, I, I was tweeting at fucking Blandino the whole time because I get obsessed. You go, you, you go at Blandino. I, I haul at Blandino and fucking. I mean, I, I haul at him because one last week, uh, Ryan Tannehill took a helmet directly to his knee, which is supposed to be. Outlawed. That's the uh, that Brady rule. You're not supposed to get hit in the knees or below, especially with the fucking head, the head of the helmet, which is exactly how Ryan Tannehill got injured. Yeah. So I shouted out at him. Uh, so Trey Flowers had a good game. I mean, they're fucking mixing and matching those, um, going NASCAR front front quite a bit. The four rushers. They're going Trey Flowers, Chris Long, Ninkovich, and Jabal Sheard, and they're fucking spinning around each other. Going. It's it's really good to uh, watch. Ninkovich got his sack in the NASCAR front. Coming all the way around, um, Trey Flowers just fucking bull rushed people. I mean, Gruden called him the best defender on the team, which I would hold your horses on that one. But it's uh, he's playing really well. I mean, I looked at his stats today versus Chandler Jones. Um, I think so. Trey Flowers has five and a half sacks and like thirty-five tackles, and he's making like six hundred thousand dollars this year or something. And yeah. Chandler Jones has eight sacks and forty tackles I'll and ta- making making eight off. million. So it's like, uh, I mean, which one would you rather take? Uh, $7.5 million for Chandler Jones and three more sacks? Or if I could give me – I think I'd take uh, Trey Flowers right now. But yeah, well, we wasn't saying it. that two weeks ago, so who knows? I mean, things changed quick. We all knew that Chandler Jones dropped off 
uh, after the first few months of the season, but yeah, we have and we also we have some people we want to hang on to. So yeah, I, mean, I think it's always we'll uh, I don't know. It's no, it's not always grass is always greener. Every single time a Patriot leaves, we always want to have a tendency to bash him, tell him why he was bad because we always want to be on Belichick's side. I love Chandler Jones, Syracuse guy. Go orange. Yeah, you gotta you gotta stick with the orange. I was very impressed with Malcolm Brown this game. He had. You never notice him because he's a defensive tackle and he's just a hog down there that fucking holds his ground and makes you know plays against the run. Doesn't get a lot of big uh, plays on the quarterback, but he 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 wants to be invisible too. I mean, yeah, exactly. You don't want to be showing up. If, if you're on replay, it's usually not good. Right. He had that fucking big safety man. It was a class. What a dom- It was a dominant move by him. Just blew up the center of the guard. Got got off the block, destroyed Dixon in the backfield, which how hard is it to tackle him? We just talked about him dragging Chris Long, who's about 270, out 10 yards. Malcolm Brown blows him up five yards deep in the backfield. And he could have had another chance to do it, but they ran over uh, the opposite guard. Um, that was one problem, too, with the uh, the Ravens, was they were calling some weird plays. I mean, they were running over their right guard when they have, like, the best left guard in the NFL. I know Marshall Yanda is... Uh, like it's one of the best linemen in the NFL, but he's got a hurt shoulder, so they still weren't running to him. Once they did, they were picking up like ten yards a, uh, a run. Um, so, you know, I was I pumped to see fucking Malcolm Brown get that safety. I mean, that was that was one of, that was really set the tone of being the bully in that game. Got to be the bully, be the bully, love it. I think you tweeted right before it too. Like, love to see a safety here. Got to see a safety. I'm always tweeting. Wife yeah, you, fucking giving me been, shit. You've been hot. You've been sending out more. I got to be active with the fans. At, the fans have been asking yeah, me. You've been I got going like 200, at a, 250 emails last week. Yeah, you've been going at a pretty good clip because I, I have this watch now that notifies me every time you tweet. Uh, that's a and, good watch. Uh, it's, it's buzzing. Quite a bit. <laughs> buzzing quite a bit. I get into it. The wife yells at me because I'm not watching the game and I'm tweeting. But I get, I get fucking into it. Followers. I got a new guy. Fucking, he's always, he, I think he trolls me, but I don't care. I'll fucking get after him. And uh, he was giving me a little shit, but I went back at him. I'm not afraid. Yeah. It's the Malcolm Go podcast. I'm fucking it's uncensored, baby. Come on. Come at me. You want to come at me? You'll be We're building this. We're taking this thing to the fucking moon. It's a rocket your, ship. Hold your ground. The guy's welcome on the podcast. Yeah, bring so. him on the podcast. I don't know who he is. I, I don't know. I don't remember his name, but I remember that I, I handled it with respect. And he went away feeling ashamed. Um, Brady, classic Brady in this game. Uh, except for that one mistake he made in the end zone. I mean, he was he was lighting them up. I mean, he was fucking moving receivers around, uh, get everybody open. I mean, the flea flicker on a fucking off-tackle play. Vintage Patriots. Nobody even knows. That is a play that I don't think I've ever seen or anybody's seen. Yeah, and a the throw. Off-tackle. Not the, the throw was, it was a tough throw, too. I mean. He, he wasn't open. He wasn't, yeah, he was not open. No, he was not open. Brady threw him open. Um. He made a lot of great ball. I mean, he's throwing better downfield than he has in the last probably 10 years. And it's mostly Hogan and Mitchell because Edelman's not going down the field much. I mean, he's throwing like they had him like 55 percent past 15 yards, which is like the best he's had since 2007. Yeah, I was. And that's why I'm so sad about the um, the pick. And it wasn't game related. It's was, it was just like I just. When that happens, it's like, ah, oh, there it goes. Because he was having a perfect game. It was just a perfect uh, game. It was. It was a 100% MVP, classic Tom Brady game. That was going to put him over the top. The number one defense. And, uh, you know, Brady's sitting there picking them apart. 
You know, he was going to have like a perfect passer rating. He still threw for 400 yards and what, two touchdowns or three touchdowns? He threw three touchdowns. Fucking hit hit a pinhole, hit a like a pinhole window to hit Malcolm Mitchell for a touchdown. He hit uh, Marty Bennett on a perfect ball down the seam. And, uh, you know, Bennett, which is classic, fucking rips the ball away from the linebacker who was plastered in his face. Yeah, that ball's not coming. It's not going any other way. He's just no. too... It hit, hit him right in... I don't, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. I was thinking the other day how your, how your mind and arm work like to the point where you can drop a ball at the exact, same, the exact location you want to put it. Yeah. Fucking 40 yards down the field. And after dropping back for two seconds, you just let it go and it goes right to where it needs to be. Yeah. That's insane. Trust I mean, me. We'll, we'll never, I mean, I we'll, can do we'll, it. We'll, but. we'll never understand that. No. Um... <laughs> I just I love seeing Marty uh, running the Gronk the Gronk routes more. He did a lot of seam routes. He had a um, you know obviously the touchdown route. Brady's getting him involved more, and he's seeing him his chest more, throwing it right to him. He missed him a couple times that I saw again, but Bennett was uh, this was probably his best game as a Patriot, he, run blocking and receiving. He was balling out. He looked uh, he looked a little less hobbled. Yeah, I thought he was playing full strength. Yeah, and he, uh, he I didn't think he was the last couple of weeks, um, but he looked he looked good. He looked strong. Yeah, I mean, that touchdown was classic Bennett. They yeah. throw it up, and he just rips the ball away from everyone. Yeah, and I don't I don't so much look I, at the plays, like, because these guys turn up during the play, so you don't know, but I, lo- I look after the play. Like, how are they walking around when they get up? How are they heading to the sidelines? Like, yeah, uh, dirt. Like if they're punting, and you can see w- it in the classic. That, uh, that's a classic Jim Brown move. Is always get up slow. Yeah. So that's um, that brings me to my uh, point, which is, brings me to my next point. And uh, I, I, I've been worried about bringing this up. I've I've been thinking about this. This is what you were talking about. This was your hot take. Yeah, I'm a little and, bit nervous um, about this. I'm gonna get my soundboard ready because I don't know what you got. Obviously. Uh, Tom missed a few practices in the last few weeks, but you know nobody said it's not that big a deal. He's doing fine. I'm a little concerned. Something is more serious than they're letting on. What do you mean with his knee? I think there's something going on with the knee. You think there's something with the knee? I what? Do. What was wrong with the knee? He was moving around perfectly. No, he looks great. He looks like Tom Brady, but. I think something's going on with the knee. Is this sources again? No, no. This is just me watching him. Donnie, please. And you know what it is when he take uh, when he ta- when he takes a knee, mm-hmm. it looks like he's just not happy getting up. But then he takes a knee on Vi- the right knee. Victory formation. Victory formation. Watch him get up. But he's not on. The- okay, here's the thing. He's I, not, he's I, not I hope on. I'm the- wrong. I, yeah, he's not on the injury report. So what you're saying is technically illegal. If Brady was injured, his knee would be on the injury report. Something is... I, I don't know. I have this bad feeling. This is a hot Some, take. Something's up. This is a hot take. Kirk and Min- Minahan asked him today. He's like, oh, yeah. So in hindsight, do you feel a little fresher? You know, four games out? And he said no. It wasn't a strong yes. No. It wasn't like... Yeah, as a matter of fact, I feel a lot fresher. He took I, a fucking... I watched that that play over and over again, the Cam Chancellor fucking rocket ship face mask to the knee. And if he didn't pick his toe up, like, 
a, just like a, a tenth of a second sooner than he did. You know, if he didn't, his his career would have been over yeah. because that fucking had the hit. I was like a, a career ending hit. That was worse than any Bernard Pollard hit. He was going fucking forty miles an hour, bullet right to the knee. And what he probably got was a, a bruised knee or something like that, where it would have been his knee bent backwards and probably would have went into the stands because he fucking went full bl- uh, full bore right at his knee. Uh, but I don't think that uh, it's it's hurting him. I mean, I think he's playing. He stopped. He, he practiced Wednesday last year. He practiced today, uh, last I week. Think, like I think he like he's he's practicing. He hasn't been missing days, but I just don't think. It's a gut feeling that I have watching him when, and I'm as nervous br- about it. I hope I'm wrong. As I hope a Brady I, connoisseur and a uh, and a lover of his work and his body, I know when I see it. I know when he's when he's in and he's in pain. I know when he's struggling. He's not struggling. All right, Vince. Let's talk about let's talk something more cheery. I, but of course, if it does come up later on, we'll say you heard it here first on episode twenty of the Malcolm Go podcast. Yeah, and it'll be my fault, and I'll probably kill myself. That's okay. He's not hurt. I mean, he's gonna be good. I'm gonna knock on wood. Well, everybody's hurt at this time of year. You play hurt. You hurt or you're injured. He's gonna be fine. The knee's a hell of a long way from the heart, Vince. Uh, Legarrett Blunt. (laughs) I mean, come on. What what more can you say about him? Best season of his career. It's unbelievable. He's running through people. I don't want to say he's Marshawn Lynch esque, but he's Marshawn Lynch esque right now. He's our rock. Other than Brady, he's just our rock. He he is. Just holding the ball and bowling over people. He's doing a little bit of this. Run through a motherfucker face. Then you don't have to worry about him no more. That's when it just... Just run through a motherfucker face. My affection for him this year, I mean... Higher and higher. Yeah. I can't... I, I was ready for him to just be gone. When he went for, to Pittsburgh, I was like, all right, I'm done with him. I don't care. He's, he'll be good in Pittsburgh. He's not, he wasn't that great here. And then he came back, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't understand it, but he still gets yards. I still, wa- I still wasn't crazy about him. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, he'll blow out a shitty Colts team. Yeah. But when, it, when you need five yards, he, he'll get three. And I just wasn't crazy about him. And then this year, he's just maybe even more just, than last year. He's just it's always unbelievable. Be- I think it's always been the offensive line for him. Yeah, maybe. With, the, with, the, these, with Thune. I don't even know how you pronounce his name. Thune or Tooney. With him and Shaq Mason – at pulling guard, I mean, they're fucking obliterating people. And Shaq Mason is just, I mean, sorry, Shaq Mason. And LeGarrette Blunt's running behind him full steam. He's got three yards before he gets first contact. And he, nobody is taking on LeGarrette Blunt with seven yards of steam. He he puts Steve, I mean, I almost said Steve Gregory for some reason. I, I get that confused. Steve Gregory and uh, Eric Weddle, which no one should get them confused. <laughs> um, but they get, uh, he he bowled him over, put um, Eric Weddle, one of the better safeties of the last decade, head into the dirt and just trampled him. Yeah, I, I, mean, just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. it was, uh, we need that first down, and I'm sitting there saying, "Give it to LG." LG will get it. it. I'm like, when would I? When have I ever said that in the last, you know, however many years of being a Patriots fan? And then the only unfortunate thing about it is, like, if I have a second son, I've. I'm, good sitting there, I'm sitting there saying, like, okay, Thomas, and then now I have to go LeGarrette Johnston. You so have to go That'll LeGarrette. be interesting. LeGarrette Johnston's a strong name. It actually sounds like a, a football player. <laughs> Le- Johnston is a, is a relatively black name, I think. Maybe SEC. Slave owners. Maybe, maybe SEC. Maybe you're That's an SEC, SEC name. Yeah. LeGarrette Johnston. Cornerback. Alabama. Yeah. Be a hog. Be a hog. Hogs. Go nice, Hogs. Nice Arkansas. 
so, stat of the week. I saw this from Uncle Chaps on Barstool. Um, he's a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, so he tweeted this. He goes, Jagging on. This is a true story. So, I guess uh, Bill Belichick could go 0-16 for the next 41 years and have a higher winning percentage than Gus Bradley in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even a joke. That's a serious stat. What a ridiculous stat that is. I, that's, I can't even imagine that's true. Um, I, I might have been trolled by chaps. What's 41 times 16? I don't even know. A lot, though. Um, no, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's making up fake stats about his, he might. the team he roots for. Chaps likes to make up stuff. I might have been trolled. I didn't read into that when I wrote it, and now I'm thinking 41 years times 16 losses. The uh, fact that we're even questioning it. I know. <laughs> it tells you all you need to know, really. Um, another stat of the week, a memoriam for Alan Thick. I heard about that. Sad about today. that one. Well, in, did he in, die playing hockey? He died. How Canadian is that? Yeah. You die on the ice. Your first love. Um, so one of my first f- loves of TV was uh, Growing Pains. And uh, Mike Seaver, played by Kirk Cameron, Alan Thicke's son, had a best friend on the show. Do you know what his name was? I do not. Boner. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it was Boner. Time Look it up, everyone. Jeez. <laughs> um, so... I'm sure it wasn't Bonner. Oh, no, it was Boner. They (laughs) called him Boner multiple times during the episodes. Um, He was like a weird, uh, like, stonerish kid. Come on, Boner. Um, So the the Ravens win got me thinking. Uh, This just because basically I was thinking about Terrell Suggs and the Ravens because they've had so many players that I've hated for so long. Uh, What players that I've hated so much that I enjoyed beating their team more? You know, like... Um, you hate the player so much, just beating their team makes me so happy. Rather than beating, like, the Buffalo Bills, who you don't really care about because they've sucked for so long. But beating fucking, um, you know, Marcel Darius makes you happy. Were you, like, you're happy thinking about the rest of their night? Being miserable. Like, getting on the bus and, like, going home. Like, getting on the plane. Just miserable. So one of my my guys was Terrell Suggs, Mr. Ed, uh, thinking of him just... Just, just thinking about his wife and a bottle of Clorox. Just think that does him on the team bus thinking about what he can pour bleach on next. Just sitting there with his like, whoever's sitting next to him trying to get him to stop snoring yeah. when he falls asleep with those snaggle tooth. Uh, you on. know he's fucking a snorer too. His his lips just go up, <laughs> up, <laughs> fucking flapping in the breeze. Um, Peyton Manning, two thousand one to two thousand seven. I'm going to say it was on the list. Yeah, that wasn't... I didn't... I never didn't... I'm not going to say I hated him. I hated him 2001 till 2004. Then after that, I cooled on him. It was, I'll tell you what. Whoever's PR guy was probably worked because um, I didn't hate him when he was doing so many funny commercials. But, um, you know... 2001 yeah. to 2007. He's always I, done good w- PR. Never came out that he was banging every hooker or dropping balls in, uh, in people's faces in like he was. Indianapolis, his like when he was at Tennessee, dropping yeah. just uh, potato sack in uh, the trainers. His downtown city apartment when he lives t- 15 minutes away, like his in a flop, mansion. Did he have a flop house like Aaron Hernandez? I don't know. It wasn't. I, it wasn't like Aaron Hernandez. It wasn't in the ghetto. He might have had a flop house. It was a. It was a very nice uh, penthouse like. Overlooking the stadium. Another guy, Ladanian Tomlinson, loved beating him. Whatever, mostly since because he won a couple games up here when it was Breeze and Tomlinson, 
and they had a couple, uh, some success at Foxborough. And, uh, you know, back in his legendary years when he was running, like, close to 2,000 yards and get the ball every single play. And um, ever since we beat him in San Diego and he whined, he saying that the, pa- tattoo. Yeah, and the Patriots weren't classy and they were doing the Sean Merriman dance um, on the field in the playoffs, I just loved watching him whine. Though I did hate. It was miserable. And it leads into my next guy, Bart Scott. Both of those fucking scumbags. Um fucking drove me crazy that was probably the worst loss as a Patriots fan ever losing to the Jets in the playoffs with Rex Ryan I saw a locker room video of that where they're all going crazy and I just after the game really yeah oh, it made me sick to I just day. called my girlfriend and started yelling at her <laughs> you better not come here don't even try it it's gonna be a problem um but yeah those two guys Danny Thompson and Bart Scott Bart Scott's just a fucking baby Always whining about something, and Danny Thompson. I just love that he fucking never won a Super Bowl. For as good as he was, I, he he had to come out and say he'd rather have been a Pro Bowler than won a Super Bowl. Do you remember he came out with that like a couple years ago? Okay, yeah. buddy. Uh, Tom Brady begs to differ about the Pro Bowl. Yeah, nobody cares. Fly to they're gonna play like fly to Hawaii and beat the hell out of your wife. Yeah, they're gonna play to like fucking um, dodgeball this year or some shit. I saw on on the news the other day. Um, now I didn't hate this guy. Leading up to beating him, but ever since we beat him, he's fucking bitched so, you know, incessantly that you just look at him and you hate his guts. Marshall Falk. Oh my God. He just will not let it go. Not let it go. He's been lied to by the media. The media has fucking literally apologized, including ESPN Sports Center, the Boston Herald, which is the fucking uh, company that started the rumor that the Patriots recorded their walkthrough. They all apologized and said they were wrong, and he still won't let it go. I fucking love looking at him and just knowing we fucking took his Super Bowl ring away. And literally beat and him you know, to it, death. It keeps him up every single night. Like, every single Super Bowl, it. especially when the Patriots are in it and Tom Brady and Belichick are in it, he looks at it and goes, they cheated to win that Super Bowl and took it from me. Yeah, and then they just kept going to Super Bowls. Exactly. But nobody believes so it. it. That's must why have been just, they just cheated. That's why. That's why they won. So, um, I have uh, a Christmas. It was like a Christmas present I got today. It was um, Belichick was uh, was uh, I'm mean, sorry. Bel- Brady was on the radio today. Said that he wanted to um, sincerely play until he was 45, which is six more years of Tom Brady at probably four at elite level. Um, at the at the at the rate that the quarterbacks are playing right now, he's going to be elite for at least another four more years. Who's going to catch him? Derek Carr, maybe. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will be there. Drew Brees won't retire until Brady's done. I hate when they start talking about it because then it's just I I th- when I think five, he's going to play for five more years, I think this Tom Brady's going to play for five more years. But in reality, at some point, like you're going to see a different Tom Brady. And I'm not sure I can sad. live in that world <laughs> when he's not making the plays. It's it's going to come subtly because it's going to be like when Edelman has to call it quits, which is going to be sooner. And it's going to be when Gronk has to quit, which is going to be sooner. So it's going to be like Gronk is going to last like three more years and like Edelman's going to last like three more years. Um, so he's going to be doing it with rookies again in, you know, four years and be like, fuck am I doing? Like, yeah. I'm going to reset this off. I'm going to reset this offense at 44. I mean, let's, all right, it might be time. But then, you know, his fucking mind is like, he wants to be the best quarterback in the world. So he's going to continue to play 
uh, and try and make these kids great. But, you know, how much are you going to have left in the tank at that point? Resetting an offense for like the fifth time, you know? Imagine that fucking press conference, not even as a Patriots fan, but we had to sit here and watch Tony Romo in this emotional press conference, like where he gave up the fucking starting yeah, job. Like, oh, God, it's so hard. to I give up. I'm like, fucking how many playoff games have you won, Tony? Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm never, sorry you feel bad, but why does the nation care? It will, it will never get to the point where Brady loses his starting job. It will never get to that point. Either he retires after a year. Or he quits in training camp. I can't imagine he's gonna uh, he's gonna continue through a fucking you know in a quarterback controversy. So the main reason I'm thinking of that is if Brady wants to play six more years, you might you have to trade Jimmy Garoppolo this season. You have to. He's got one year left on his contract. The Cleveland Browns have two top fifteen picks. No quarterback is worth the number one pick right now. They have the number one overall pick. Do you think they'd give up Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, uh, for the number one overall pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, is that I don't know how this. I'm not a draft guru in any way, shape, or form, but Jimmy Garoppolo, who is 25 and has a year left on his contract, has to be worth the number one pick overall. Yeah, I mean, so we're gonna it's, we're gonna get something for him because we we're not he's not staying. It's just I don't think you happen. let I don't think you let him go for a third uh, a third round pick now. Oh no, <laughs> keep him and <laughs> I, or trade him for the. One of those Browns picks, because they have number yeah. one and, like, number 11. And that's why you have teams like the Cleveland Browns, who will do it. Exactly. Do it. I'd and love... Can you imagine the Patriots... Uh, knock on wood here, but imagine the Patriots winning the Super Bowl and then having the number one pick in the draft. That's Boston Celtics territory right there. Yeah. When they fucking won the, uh, won the uh, championship and then got Len Bias, who then OD'd on cocaine. But then, that's another story. Hell of a drug. But number one pick overall after winning the title. You don't get that often. If ever. So that's that's Red Auerbach, Bill Belichick territory. I'd love to see him flip Jimmy Garoppolo to the Browns and get if he could get that number one pick, can you imagine like just the impact that you could have on a team with a number one overall pick? Oh, on defense. They haven't had anyone that high since Gerard Mayo when they traded Richard Seymour for uh the, the Raiders number one pick. They got like I forget what it was, like six or eight or something. They had, I think it was the sixth overall pick, and they traded back to eight, maybe. Got Mayo. So That's another thing about Brady. I mean, knock on wood, say it, say it did happen. I mean, he gets, he gets five rings. I think that really impacts his... Uh, what he wants to do. Yeah, going I mean, forward. okay, I got five. You know he's going to be like, okay. A little cushion would be nice. I'll, yeah. I'll go for six. I'll go for six. But, I mean... He he will play until he dies to beat to try to beat Montana's to four prove everyone yeah Bradshaw's four like he wants five I know he definitely wants five you know for years and years I was like just let Brady get four because I know he was so much better that I was like he's just the greatest I knew it here forever you know I watched him I was like he's the best I love him everything about him I love him a guy that fucking fought from nothing and made it all himself fucking wasn't the golden child number one overall pick Heisman r- front runner and come from a fucking family of quarterbacks. He made it all himself. He did it, won three Super Bowls in his first four years. And I'm like, fuck. And then, st- like, years kept going by. Years are rolling by. I'm like, like fuck. Shit, he's like going to retire before he gets another chance, loses two Super Bowls. I'm like, fuck. This is not going to happen. And then he finally gets four. And now I'm like, well, now he's got to get five um, just to break the record. One for the thumb. Exactly. Let him get one for the thumb. I'd like to see him tie the Steelers by himself. <laughs> Imagine, what do they have, six total? 
or seven or something. Who's got the most? Steelers, right? Six. Yeah. I'd love to see him tie the Steelers by himself. I, I'm uh, I'm a Patriots fan, but it's not unreasonable. It's not that, unreasonable that we can't go back to back. That the AFC stinks. I mean, the Steelers are going to be good, and they're going to be tough down the stretch. The Raiders and Chiefs are going to be tough down the stretch, but uh, yeah, I don't think you're coming to Gillette right now. And we have to stay healthy. But like I said. Well, you already Wait. lost the player that you always say can't stay. You got to stay healthy for. I forgot about it. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. lost the player that when everyone says you got to stay healthy, you mean Rob Gronkowski. I and mean, you, that's all you ever and, mean. And you know, I, I and then I see that new commercial he's in, and I, I like don't even look at it. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, he's not playing for us. He's not that funny. He's not. He kind of stinks in this commercial. <laughs> um, so going to Denver this week, notorious tough place for uh, Brady to play. I don't know if he. Sometimes I start to think that uh, Brady's got the sickle cell trait because he can't go to Denver and win. Struggles. Um, so he's like, this is the only team he's got a losing record against in his career. So I'd love to see him fucking go up there and win, knock the fucking Broncos out in, in, in a bit of revenge um, for the last year's AFC Championship game. What's his game. record against Denver? I think he's 8-9 and nine since 2000. Uh, and in Denver, it's even worse. Like, oh, yeah, Denver's rough. But I feel they, like he's 2-7 and seven in Denver or something. Generally, like, they've been close games. A lot of, like... Yeah, they're always... A lot of, a lot of like, three-point games and... Yeah, I mean, he hasn't beat him since Tebow was the quarterback, so... Mm. He even lost to them when Josh no, McDaniels was the head not, coach at Denver. True. That's not true. We we yeah. won in... Uh, I'm talking about in Denver. No, we won in Denver when um, that tall idiot is playing down in Osweiler. We beat Osweiler. No, they lost in overtime. You don't remember? I thought we won. That. That's, that they were handling it, and then he fumbled the punt. Chris Harper fumbled the punt, and the Broncos got all the momentum, scored, tied the game. That was the game that Gronk looked like he tore his ACL again, and then that didn't, you know, you don't remember? So we, lo- we lost twice to Denver that year? Yeah. I mean, it was a tough year. I it was last it year. Out. Yeah. Last year, they fucking lost him twice in Denver. Because so. that was, um, Gronk got hurt in the Osweiler game. Right. Maybe mm. that's why I was only concerned. Blacked out. <laughs> I, I was, uh, yeah, I was devastated, because we, we didn't have the weapons last year and when Gronk went down I was like we have no chance yeah that was a direct knee shot uh, it was horrible For some reason nobody knows why he got fucking back up after that and Dude, I thought was we able won to play. that game on a late field goal nope lost rewatch it Vince no I believe you I this I is mean, a this I, is a stats this is where my <laughs> mind this, that's where my mind goes when things don't go well I just start making up shit it's all right so I mean their offense not afraid of it their defense, I'm a little bit nervous. It's supposed to be freezing. It's supposed to be like around zero, which is fine for the Patriots. Patriots will go into zero degrees, no problem. Um, but Tom's big hands. He can, yeah. he, he can big hold hands, fucking he can big hold balls. Ball. He's going to go in there with balls of steel ready to tear them up after what they did in that uh, AFC Championship game. They'll be fired up, but again, with the revenge factor, which the same thing I had with Seattle coming into New England, Patriots are going to want it more. And fucking Simeon doesn't know what the fuck's going to hit him. I'm telling you, Patricia and Belichick are going to come up with a plan, confuse the fuck out of him. We're going to get a couple turnovers out of Simeon. They can't run the ball. They're going to be forced to throw it. Then we Uh, got cruise control. If we get this game, cruise control. And we're just talking about how much we should rest. They're supposed to miss two of their linebackers. They're two starting linebackers on the inside. Um, Pass catching backs out of the backfield. Who's going to cover him? Vaughn Miller is going to have to drop back. They're going to have to drop DeMarcus Ware and fucking Vaughn Miller back into the flats to cover Deion uh, Lewis 
and, and James White, who's having a breakout year, by the way. Um, you know, I expect it's going to be a big game, I think, out of Hogan or Mitchell. Where everyone, I think, I think Chris Harris is going to cover Edelman for most of the game, and he's, he's shut down Edelman most of the, uh, the last, like, three games. Edelman hasn't been good against uh, Denver at all. So we'll go to Hogan. We'll go to uh, exactly without Gronk. You're going to see a lot of Marty Bennett. You're going to see either Mitchell or uh, or um, or Hogan because I think Tlaib's going to be on either Mitchell or Bennett. So I think Hogan's going to be kind of the one that's going to have to either Hogan and Dion Lewis are going to be the guys that have to win this game. Dion by saying Dion Lewis, I mean Dion Lewis slash James White because I think it's going to be a lot of out of the backfield four yard passes and break a tackle type game. Um, if we start fast. Talib is going to take take some dumb dumb penalties because he's going to be fired up to play. He'll throw some. He'll throw some he, fists. He's going to be real. He's fired already up. fired up about something. But him and Legarrette Blunt are boys. I like to see them go at it. Yeah, he's always posting. Um, Talib has posted like five like Instagram things. Like anytime Legarrette Blunt does something, he posts it. Oh really? Yeah, I'm like, but they're homeboys. Yeah. Regardless, uh, he's going to be fired up to go. Yeah, Brady's going to uh, Brady's going to just you know he'll be ready to attack this game. I mean he he knows wh- how to win. He's going to ID the player to attack all game. I mean, somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's not going to be in there, and Brady's going to find him. The same way he did it against the Ravens when Jimmy Smith got hurt. They fucking attacked his replacement the whole game and ended up, like, you know, they were overcompensating, and, and Belichick uh, and Brady throw the deep bomb to Hogan immediately and put the game out of reach. I think the Patriots are going to uh, struggle to score on this team, honestly, at the beginning. They'll pull away late. And I don't think Denver's really ever going to be in it with their offense. I think the Patriots' D is finally picking up steam at the right time. I think the Pats are going to win 24-10 to 10 on the road, get a little bit of revenge, and then go on cruise control for the last two weeks. What do you think? I think we put up numbers. I think we, uh, You're going to put up numbers? I think, we, I think we score on Denver. I think we score on Denver. I don't think the um – I'm trouble. It's not that hard, Vince. Oh, it's very hard because I'm making a bold prediction. <laughs> um, they scored 27. 27 to what? 17. You're giving them 17 with Simeon. All right. I'll give it to you. Um, who do you who's your player of the game going to be? Tom Brady. No. <laughs> Besides, if you had to go with somebody else. Malcolm Mitchell. Love it. I'm going Deion Lewis. Um, really? Yeah, I think Deion Lewis can be huge out of the backfield this game. I think White has surpassed, surpassed him. Lewis. Lewis doesn't look. He's not as explosive. He, he came out looking as explosive, and then uh, he I, doesn't look as. as yeah, Jay, I mean, he's not catching as many balls split out wide as he was when he first came back. You know, when he first showed up on the Patriots, when he was he was out in the uh, you know out wide a lot, and they were fucking throwing him the ball a ton, but. Uh, James White seems to be running those routes a lot more now. Maybe they're just doing it to keep him fresh. Who knows? Maybe I mean, Dion's leaking out of the backfield a lot. Um, I changed my score to 24. Okay, 24. That's where I was, 24-10. 24-17. Uh, All right, so. I think, uh, yeah, Denver's going to. Do we, do we. They're tough. Do we dare go into deflate gate two? Uh, we're already past an hour here. Do you want to talk about it for a couple minutes? I don't give a shit. You gotta admit, you gotta admit that this shows a crazy amount of hypocrisy on the uh, level of the NFL, of the f- the way that it's been gone, it's gone about from Jay Glazer's tweet that it was they uh, the Giants 
tested two of the Steelers' balls, and they were well underflated, underinflated to like under 11 and a half, which is a full pound underinflated. Yeah. And uh, the NFL coming out with a report immediately, like within within minutes, saying, oh, that's not the way it happened. We never got a formal report from the Giants saying that it was underinflated. So they didn't go through formal procedure. The uh, balls never left um, the chain of command, and that never happened. So basically what happened was, since it was cold in Pittsburgh, the balls naturally deflated. The Giants tested it, found out they were deflated. The NFL couldn't admit it because that's exactly how the Patriots' balls deflated. So... Goodell comes out as a giant hypocrite and a clown in this procedure, and basically he's getting blown up all over anybody that gives a shit. From the Washington Post, the Boston Globe, Boston Herald, fucking Yahoo. There's been a ton of Goodell should apologize and the Patriots should be paid back, but you know that's never going to happen. The only way the Patriots are going to get any retribution from this uh, deflate gate too is when they hoist that fucking trophy in Houston. When... Tom Brady refuses to take it from Goodell. No, I think he takes it and fucking doesn't it, and doesn't say a word into the mic and just walks off the field. That would be the most baller move. Like, rip, like just, just takes like, it and leaves. Grabs it from him without looking at him. Yeah, <laughs> like looking the other way. Just that would be the greatest bo- moment in sports history. Boxes it, boxes him exactly. off the stage, and then uh, Goodell starts doing that arm wave to try to stay on the stage and falls, falls off the off, stage, breaks his stupid neck. Humpty Dumpty fucking head rolls off. Um, yeah, so they're never going to fucking, you're never going to hear about it. I mean, yeah. everyone co- was joking about it. The, the, the Steelers were like, yeah, we use Nerf balls. Yeah. I'm sure that they didn't deflate the footballs. Yeah. The po- that's not the point. The point is they were naturally deflated from the cold weather the same way the Patriots ones were. And they didn't, the NFL is not making a stink about it. Yeah. They're not making like the Maras and the Roonies, the owners of both the teams are like, oh, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal because they're the ones that were fucking barreling down on the Patriots saying they cheated. Now they realize, oh, shit, they didn't cheat. It was the fucking weather that made the balls cold and deflate naturally. Yeah. Regardless, there's a bunch of people that are coming out. They're going to say why it's different. And a a lot of them are the media saying why it's different. As far as I'm concerned, this is the last I want to talk about it. This shows the ridiculous hypocrisy of the NFL and Goodell and if you don't think it does, then you're an idiot. It, it takes a special type of moron to not understand that balls deflate uh, naturally. All you have to do is go in your car in the cold winter and your fucking uh, emergency light pops on saying your uh, your tires are low on air because it was fucking negative 30 yeah, degrees overnight. And I know, I know it well because I ignore it for about a <laughs> week and a half, two weeks. And then finally we'll warm up and your tires will naturally expand again. Yeah. So that's the way the world works. That's the earth that we live in. Um, sooner or later, the NFL, are, which they already know the science and the facts, they got Tom Brady like they wanted. They still won three games. They're still going to the playoffs where anything can happen. So I'm telling you right now, Goodell's shaking in his fucking boots right now that he's going to have to hand that ball to Tom Brady, that, that trophy, to Lombr- uh, trophy to Tom Brady in Houston. But that will be the moment that Deflategate is truly over and won by New England, no matter what. Um, they lost their fucking draft picks. It doesn't matter. As long as that trophy number five comes back to one Patriot place, that's all that really matters. So until then, uh, we'll see them in Denver. Sunday, 425, big Patriots game. Uh, we got a lot of tweets and um, follows and emails last week from listeners. And uh, starting next week, I think we're going to have a, a different either ex-Patriot or current Patriot on the show. Uh, struck a deal 
through my sponsor, Kowloon Restaurant here in Saugus, where we're going to be able to get some Patriots on, and uh, they're going to do a couple minutes. And um, I want to thank them, Bobby Wong, the owner, and Saugus Wings, the most delicious food on earth. Um, Unfortunately, Kane's Donut has not paid yeah, the they, bill. They, so they're um, gonna start paying, but that's okay. I mean, they got uh, love canes. But ca- love come canes. On. You owe us money. We got. We're giving them spots. Yeah, it doesn't call pay what you're supposed to pay. Not so. free to run this podcast here. Anyway, um, so keep it up. Keep sending emails. MalcolmGoPodcast at gmail dot com. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, of course, follow me on Twitter at MalcolmGoPod and at Brady Disciple which is where all the fires tweeted from and then retweeted on Malcolm Go Pod. Um, you know, get us some uh, some notes. Tell us we suck. Tell us whatever you want us to tell us. Uh, I get a lot of you suck uh, emails. That's rude, but I do get a lot. But um, Dick pics are down. Dick pics are down. By, by the boatload, I'll say. Black dick pics, up. White dick pics, down. Um, I, find my, I find myself... I, I, I ha- I, I have to sort through every one of them <laughs> just to make sure. You got to measure up. Got to do your due diligence you have to, to make sure. Like, I mean, who knows? Maybe there's a message in one of them. Something is playing clever, but it does get old looking. At I like to compare and contrast. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we'll see what Patriot we get on next week. It'll be announced later. Um, hoping for a big, you know, a three time Super Bowl champion. We're not sure yet. But until then, um, it's go Patriots and see you next week. Do your job! Alright, don't try to make too much out of it. Just do your job. 47, 8 months ago, right? All for this moment. It's about honor. It's about respect. We win this game. You're honored. Your kids are honored. Your family's honored. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Uh-oh. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. Intercepted. Intercepted to Matthew Butler. Butler has it at the wall. Back to throw, and here's the blitz by Mike Brady. The pass is You're the greatest quarterback in the world, man. Hey, I love you, man.